You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. I'll be your guide as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me today, I have back the, the outer crust of my Oreo, the, the black lightning to the MLGA network, besides Thaddeus. It's not Thaddeus. It's not a Thaddeus episode, so that'll be later. We have the lesbertarian herself, Miss Kim Shang. <laughs> <laughs> the, the outer crust of the Oreo. <laughs> yeah, yes. The part that people like the most, even though, I mean, the cream's good, but you, you wouldn't just eat the cream. I'd, I'd try to avoid eating cream, yes. Because <laughs> you're a lesbian. <laughs> Here's the thing. I had someone call me MLGA the other day in conversation, and I was like, this is just an abbreviation of my podcast name. It doesn't even make a noise. It's literally, it's not even an acronym. It's an abbreviation. <laughs> MLGA. It's just so weird. I, I'm sure you, with the name Lesbertarian, like that's very descriptive. Yep. So, I mean, have you ever had someone call you by the name of your podcast? Yeah, I've had a Lesbertarian, and at some point I had newborn Libertarian. But at least those are descriptive. It'd be much more funny if they started going, hey, uh, so make Liberty great again and refer to you like that <laughs> the entire podcast name every time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just I was I was having this conversation and I was like this is strange. I don't I don't even I don't even want to there's so many weirdos under the MLGA banner at this point. I don't even know if I want to be I don't know if I want to be associated with those people. <laughs> like Ryan. Come on. <laughs> those uh agorists. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so uh last time I hate it too. The last time you were on the show, we talked to Jessica Green, who is just fantastic. And shout out to Jessica, who doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, but I was, I have been hearing a lot about this movie, Cuties. And I have some strong feelings about this overall. And I think most sane people do. And I, I was thinking about who would I bring on to talk about cuties? Because, you know, I'm a cisgendered Christian white male father. Like, I can't bring on that same type of person because we're just going to say the same things. <laughs> I You know, there needs to be someone with a slightly different, um, not outlook, because I think our outlooks are very similar, but someone who isn't just a dad, yeah. a pissed off dad. So I was like, Kim. <laughs> Yeah. Kim would be perfect for this. So let's let's talk about cuties because I have talked a lot about sex trafficking and pedophilia and stuff like that over the years. I mean, since I was since I was a teenager, I gave to um, different organizations that helped end sex trafficking in different parts of the world. It's something that's just always been close to my heart and. You know, I've talked about it on the show. I've like the last few episodes I've asked everyone before they left, who would they be most vindicated by like a celebrity if they f they came out, not came out, got um <laughs> called out as a pedophile. Yeah. 
because you know that's that's an interesting thing because you know there are, in Hollywood there are a lot of pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Like this is known. It's not like it's a super weird fringe conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like this is known. It has a long history. I mean, the there's the long history of uh, child sex trafficking with when it comes to government as well. Of course, they cover that up very well, like the Franklin, oh, the Franklin cover up, yeah. and Pizzagate, which somehow Pizzagate <laughs> still has more evidence to it than Russiagate. Though I'm still not sure if it was actually surrounding pizza. I knew it had to do <laughs> right. with. Uh, Pedophilia, I was quite sure that part of it was true, but I don't know how much I really believe the pizza part of it was actually something that should have been included in that. I was just like, I just know there's a gigantic pedophilia ring here. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't know if Comet Ping Pong really had anything to do with it yeah. or anything like that. But the thing for me is when you read those emails and when you hear them talk about hot dogs and pizza, yeah, that's so weird. you can tell they're not talking about hot dogs and pizza. Yeah. It is some sort of code. We just don't know what it is. And there are certain things that make us go, eh, probably the selling of children into sex slavery. Yeah. It, it would not shock me. I mean, after the insanity of Jeffrey Epstein and going, hello, that was public. Everybody knew about that. Like, you even had, like, this news anchor right. mentioning Epstein didn't kill himself on the air. And so we we knew it's like, OK, it's right, th- right there in the open. And it was like not long before this whole pandemic that it came out. So it's not like people are going, well, you should be able to say, what are you guys talking about? Like the Wayfair thing. I still don't know if I'm going down that rabbit hole because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, why do we always have to have these weird like store things? They're like, it's expensive furniture. You know, I was like, like this, this is probably why people think we're nutso is because, you know, as soon as something comes out and we're like, it has to be libertarians are like it has to be one hundred percent true. I'm all like the pedophilia part of it. I'm pretty sure is true, but anything that involves like this whole pizza thing, Wayfair, they're all like, yes, I believe every part of that because there's no way they would sell furniture for that much. I'm like, that's probably why people don't really want to listen because they're like, really, every time it's got to be some front for like a like a pizza place. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if any of that's true, but what I really want to harp on is the fact that it's out there. There's pedophilia, and it's been all over the news that somebody just got caught and killed himself for that or killed himself in quotations. But it, I don't know. It's, it's just this movie came at the worst possible time. And like, well, yeah, I mean, and you, you have Epstein, but you also have Jelaine Maxwell. Oh yeah. Who lived in, was living in a place in France where she couldn't have been extradited to the United States. And she just happens to go to Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some kind of deal or something going on. I mean, it's in the the cultural consciousness at this point that there are nefarious things happening and elected officials, movie stars, princes of England are involved. Yeah. I mean, we know this. And so it's like, yeah, I do think that when you go into like Pizzagate or uh, the Wayfair thing and you go with go into it with certainty that's what makes you seem like a crazy person where you're like, I know that this is exactly what this was. But when you go, when you look at Wayfair and you go, okay, so there's a $20,000 cabinet and it just happens to share the name of a missing child. That's weird. That is very weird. And you can go, that's, that's, that's fucking weird, man. And same with the Pizzagate. Like, like I said, that was a code 
for something. Do we know what? Not without doubt. But we know it was something. And we also know, due to Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell and Kevin Spacey and uh, Harvey Weinstein, all of the things that have been going on in the last year and a half, two years, that this stuff is real. That people are getting popped for sex trafficking rings. Like, they, they took down a sex trafficking ring and took home 39 children. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Not that long ago. And we, we keep seeing these things, so we know it's happening. We know that though slavery, chattel slavery ended in America after the, the, the war between the states, or if you want to call it the Civil War, whatever, the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. We know that chattel slavery ended, but what few people recognize is that, yes, there's a slave trade in Libya due to Hillary Clinton. Yes, there are slaves in other, other countries, but people fail to realize that I, I looked at some of the numbers not that long ago, and there are more slaves, sex slaves, from this sex trafficking in America than there were ever black chattel slaves in the United States yeah. right now. But the, I think the main reason they got to be able to do that is because uh, at this point, I mean, when they had slaves in, there were some slave owners, which they were the reluctant slave owners. Um, but that was at least out in the open. You can definitely do a lot more damage when you can do these things on the ground and get the people of power into it because they can do it for years and yeah. claim not. It's kind of hard to claim that you didn't have slaves when you obviously have slaves in your, you know in your backyard or whatever they think white people have these days or whatever. But when you get the people in power, that's a lot more exploitation than just having, you know, a slave because that's was the thing to do back then. This is literally these people are taking kids. And if you tried to take it to the authorities, they would do nothing because most of the powerful people like these rings. So that to me is, I mean, none, no slavery at all. None, none of this has been any good. You should never have slaves. But this to me has been right. one of the worst because people back then, it was just people thought a certain way and it was acceptable. But then even there were some people like, I don't think this is cool. And they stopped it. Whereas now it's just people are just going about their day, you know, just saying, you know, we should love everybody. But then there's all these underground sex rings of this trafficking going on and nobody pays attention to it. You know, even Ashton Kutcher was all over here just screaming it from the rooftops. The one celebrity that would actually say something about it. And people are just sweeping it under the rug. And Blake Lively. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Her name. But it, it's just really crazy. Oh, yeah. Her, her speech on that was great. It's rare to see someone make a statement like that. Ashton Kutcher being one. Blake Lively, Ricky Gervais at the Golden oh, yeah. Globes. Right now, we are living in a time, we've been living in a time where there is sex slavery and child sex slavery rings. And right now, we're in this unprecedented moment where so much of this stuff is coming to light. So much of this stuff is being cared about, mostly somehow by people on the right, because, which is strange to me. I mean, I, I understand it because like hierarchies and morality it does tend to be more of the um, prevailing concept of the right. Yeah, it's the traditional side. Rather than progressivism and stuff. But it's weird to hear, like, like if you watch Twitter and you see people posting pictures of Trump next to, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein. And it's like they forget that Bill Clinton were, was on those logs. That there are pictures of him with Bill Clinton. There's a There was a painting 
in Jeffrey Epstein's on Jeffrey Epstein's island of Bill Clinton wearing Monica Lewinsky's blue dress and pointing. And yet the left and the right for, for a lot of people are just using it as a political bludgeon yep. rather than coming to the realization that, oh, shit, this is both sides. Yeah. Then having any kind of historical memory to go, wait, didn't George H.W. Bush get called out by, uh, what's his name, Paul, from the, the that was part of the Franklin cover-up? Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. This has been in the cultural consciousness, but it's only a bludgeon against their political enemies. And that's bizarre. It's not a shock at all to me because I've been saying it consistently for the past few weeks. I've been saying it on my podcast. I was like, if people have not recognized that politics is a team sport, I don't know what the hell they've been paying attention to because, yeah, there that painting was seen. There are pictures of that going around. There are pictures of several celebrities and politicians standing next to Epstein, but they're only using whoever's on the opposite side. And that's why I'm like, I think we're in a time where people are so focused on the other side being the evil bad that even if historically they've seen something that's against their team, they don't care. They'll wipe that straight out. And I was like, that is, that's where we're headed right now. You could speak all the logic and all the sense you can to these people, but as soon as it's my side or theirs, they just wipe out all memory of anything that their side did. And it's just, it's just baffling and fascinating. That's the cognitive dissonance that we've, we have. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's crazy to me that these people can see well enough to use this as a weapon and as a bludgeon against their political opponents, but they're not... They don't see enough to go, oh, well, there's a greater evil here. And it's not Trump. It's not Biden. Well, Biden, between the two of them, Trump has some shit. Let's be real. But Biden sniffs girls on stage out in the open. You can see it, yeah. (laughs) How can these people not back up and go, there's a greater evil we have to worry about right now? And politics isn't the most pressing issue insofar as getting my guy into the seat of power. It literally, I think it comes from, I remember talking to a Democrat who was trying to trip me up. She's saying, okay, if you were so libertarian, why would you work for the public sector? I'm like, because I've tried to work private IT and you can guess how many times that company was bought out. They make sure that all the like jobs that are the most steady are the ones that belong to the, to the state. And they continually get bought out. And yeah. so she was just trying to make this whole argument. And then she just kept going with it. She's like, oh, well, you know, taxation is fine. I don't know why you guys talk about how tax- taxation is theft. And I was like, well, because a lot of the taxation money goes to blow up brown children in other countries. And she said to me that she is fine with that happening if it means that people who are less fortunate and poor get money. And I just kind of looked at her. I was like, this is the kind of mindset they have. They are fine with small children getting blown up as collateral damage in other countries by us with our tax dollars, just because she wants to make sure the poor have something to eat. By the way, I can walk down the street to work and see a bunch of poor people. I'm like, great, that tax money is doing a lot of work right now. What? (laughs) And this is the kind of mindset they have that they will go ahead and let something terrible happen if they see some possible good. And the possible good to 
a lot of the people is, okay, I just don't want the other side in power. So we'll take our bullshit and all the messed up stuff that our side does and we'll sweep that under the rug because I don't want that other side. I'll make that other side look terrible because there's no differentiation between saying, okay, instead of going, I don't have to pick a side. I have to, I can go, this is all disgusting. I don't want to be any part of any of this. It's just not a thing people think. Well, and, and look at the the social, I, I, I could say social engineering, the protests, the unrest, the riots that are going on right now. I agree with all, I, I am incredibly anti-cop. I'm anti-police brutality. Stand up, fight against that. Do it. George Floyd should not have been murdered. Philando Castile shouldn't have been murdered. Daniel Shaver shouldn't have been murdered. Duncan Lemp should not have been murdered, nor should have Breonna Taylor. I could just keep listing names ad infinitum. And we get when George Floyd dies, when, um, what was the, the other, there's so many names, I can't even remember all of them. Yeah, there are way too many at this point. When the guy in Atlanta died, we get these huge protests. We get this incredible pushback against the state. And I'm like, yes, people are finally fighting against police brutality. That's good. And yet we have this overwhelming evidence of elected officials being in the books of a known child sex trafficker, being on his boat, going to his island, doing all of this stuff, and yet there are no protests for this. There are no huge pushes for transparency, for investigation, for anything. Is it because they haven't seen video of girls being raped? Do they need to see videos like they saw of George Floyd? I'm guessing so. Is it that they don't care? I'm thinking it might be a mixture of both. There are some people just don't. And some people really want to see, like, they want that video evidence because, I mean, they don't want to think their dear leaders are doing something nefarious at all. They want to believe in things and they actually have to see it, which that's disturbing to me. And to come to think of it, if I was still on the left and hadn't gotten into libertarianism, I probably still wouldn't be one of those people that, want to cover up, but that's probably because I've had, I had the experience of a pedophile trying to groom and pick me up. And that was frightening. Yeah. And in high school to have like a seven year old dude say he paid me for a pair of my underwear, which was frightening. Mm -hmm. And I immediately told my mom that was really gross, (laughs) but you know, this is the kind of stuff that it's not like it's new. I mean, if even true crime people we're just here all the time. We got to hear about the Franklin story. We got to hear about um, Johnny Gosh, whether anybody believes yep. any of that or not. But this is something that's been out. Like people know these things happen. And that's just the most disturbing thing. I was like, true crime, it's everywhere. There are thousands and thousands of people who listen to true crime. And the, some of it is about pedophilia and these rings. And somehow still these people can't make the connection. It's like, okay, do you need to see it happen in your face? Or is it not enough that we just recently busted uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell? That's not enough for you? The the court's talking about it. How how do you not believe it by now? Well, and hey, let me ask you a question. And then I remembered one thing that I've, I've thought about and talked about for a while. But like, my question is, as a whole, do you believe that the left, as it is, would classify racism as worse than the sex trafficking stuff? I I would say the, even if they didn't open up their mouths and say those exact words, their actions are saying exactly that. Yeah. When it comes to pedophilia, when it comes to sex trafficking, 
when it comes to not making love or having sex with a young girl, when it comes to the rape of a child, that is, for, for most people, thankfully, that is so far out of their concepts of what is real, what is acceptable, what is even thinkable, that when they see these things, they can't wrap their mind around it, for one, and two, because of what you'd said, you know, they, they can't see their rulers or their daddies, <laughs> if you want to be honest about how they view these people, yeah. as evil or as being capable of this. Because they are incapable of thinking about these things, much less doing them. They're hard-pressed to look at what's going on and say, yes, people are doing that. Because that's cognitive dissonance. That hurts. I, yeah. I was, I've talked to several people in recent days and months People who have seen through, who have been quote-unquote red-pilled on child sex trafficking, on pedophilia, on all of these things. And they want, they have that, that um, to use the matrix as an example, they have that cipher mentality. That mentality of, I wish I could go back to bliss. Because ignorance is bliss. Knowing that these sorts of horrible, awful things, it's the same with uh, foreign policy. When you see legs blown off, when you see hands and feet, when you see little girls stolen away from these sex traffickers, you look at that and you're like, the world is so much worse than I thought. And people don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> like, I, like I've said multiple times before, my endless refrain when these things come up is, come Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I understand why a certain sect of the population doesn't get up and protest because of the cognitive dissonance, because of these what we just I just said. But there has to come a point where it's it's too clear for people to ignore, right? Yeah. Like we have to get to that point. The thing that's interesting though, because if it was just a not that any sex ring or pedophilia ring is acceptable at all, but I just think if it comes to a, a ring that's maybe some people that we don't know, well, maybe these people are criminals and they're doing it, you know, they would get up and protest that, I think, because yeah. they're going, oh, this terrible person. But the problem is, is look who's doing it. So yeah. it, I think I'd have to think if, when you open up your eyes and you think, how the heck do we stop this? You start to feel powerless because, I mean, even if we got up and protested the government, they probably, with the amount of power they have, would probably just say, most of these people are probably just libertarian anarchists and nobody trusts these people, they're idiots, and, you know, be discredited because these people have more power than we do. And so Absolutely. I think a lot of people just feel so weak and powerless. Like, how could we even stop these people who are much more powerful than us? That doesn't mean we shouldn't try. We shouldn't try to continue opening people's eyes and talking about it and every time we see it because, you know, I barely share anything on Facebook anymore because I just got real tired of people that wanted to debate me about stupid stuff, even people that <laughs> I normally agree with. But when it comes to the sex trafficking, that's something I share constantly. I was like, wait, I don't want people to miss that. You need to see this. And I will just share that all over the place so people can see it. And just trying to open more people's eyes because we're just voting in some of the most disgusting people and there doesn't seem to be an end to it. People that we think that wouldn't do it seem to be people that are doing it. And it's just frightening. Right. And, and you're right. You look at you look at the politicians that are doing it and how people hold, for some reason, people hold these 
people to esteem. They think these are great people. These are the people that I want to lead me. And there's that. But there's also the other side, which is the Hollywood side, which is very clear and out there as well. But the problem with the Hollywood side is, okay, so people live in these realities that don't actually exist. They live in one-sided relationships. And so the, the people in Hollywood that are doing this are the same people that they've invited into their home every night. They're the people that they've, they've watched and laughed at and enjoyed with their families for years. And so it's almost like for them seeing a trusted friend, they couldn't believe it. It's like, and you, you've listened to true crime. I've listened to true crime. One of the endless things that people who know the killer say is there's no way he could have done this. This is nothing like him. Right. And that's what happens with politicians and more so with celebrities because we see their personalities, quote unquote, come through in different shows, movies, etc. People live in this reality where they're in a relationship that they're not. So they afford trust to people that they've never met, do not know, and should not trust. And I think that that's also a hard hump to get over. Yeah. One of the things that I was going to say, though, is, and you're right, when people see some random guy get caught on TV for being a pedophile or having a sex ring or whatever, it's like, oh, look at the criminal. I believe the criminal, the white trash, the ghetto black, whatever, whatever that goes through that person's mind, I can see them doing that because I have depersoned them. And I think maybe there's a place within communication when it comes to us and the way we think about things to talk about, you know, in Mexico, do you know who does a lot of the sex trafficking? The cartels. Yeah. Who are, yeah. They, they're more or less a de facto government in Mexico. Like, if you think that the Mexican government actually has control over Mexico, you're at your damn mind. I know. I was like, you ever been to Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> but was, uh... I wonder if it's possible to shift our communication, to shift our messaging. I mean, this is a good thing that a lot of people do when they talk about the government being like gangsters. But what if we talked about them like they're a cartel? I have heard whispers that there is an international child sex trade between governments and children are used in a more or less of a currency capacity. I can't tell you if that's true or not. Would I put it past the state? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but what if we were able to talk about these people in the federal government, in state governments, like when um, Bill Clinton was in Arkansas, what if we were able to talk about these people like we speak of cartels? I mean, this is what we always try to do. It's not new. I don't know why I'm saying it, but it's like, come on. How do we convince people to stop seeing them as saviors and start seeing them as criminals? How do we yeah, do that? I feel like it's going to take take a while for people to see it. That we're going to have to descend even into even more madness before people start to open their eyes because it's always a too late situation where people are too trusting and other people open their eyes sooner. But of course, usually things go way south before people are like, oh my goodness, so they have to literally hit rock bottom before they want to try climbing out of this gigantic hole that they've fallen into and just were idling there. And I just don't really know what to do other than we can try using this kind of language and changing it up and trying to get that to people's heads, but it's going to be the slow trickle of, of doing it and just making sure that it's out there and 
maybe enough people will learn that to the point where every, when everything does fall apart, we'll be prepared and there won't be so many people just losing their damn minds. But it's just, I don't know, people, they're just, they're presidential candidates, they're celebrities that they see on TV that they allow to sell them products, whatever, you know, a an actress could be selling like, I don't know, a butt plug and people would be like, it is the greatest invention ever in this kind of stuff. This hero worship has to go away first. And I don't know how that's going to happen. This dildo electrocutes your vagina. But you know who said it was great? Je- Jennifer Aniston. We oh, trust in that her. case, it wouldn't be Alyssa Milano because apparently hers is all dried up from COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right, ma'am. It couldn't be that your whole played out, but whatever. My hair's coming out good. Frankly, yeah, good. Thank yeah. Don't uh, get on camera ever again then. Yeah. <laughs> to circle back to cuties, because this movie comes out in this this time that frustrates us both greatly. And I know it was made in France. I know it wasn't made in the United States. I know it was just bought and dubbed and put on Netflix, but Netflix bought it. Netflix put it out. Netflix made very provocative posters to advertise it. So regardless of what you think about children twerking, which I feel like you should be against that no matter what, mm-hmm. it's ironic timing. It's a an ironic normalization of seeing that happen when TikTok is filled with young underage women shaking their asses. You know, I'm wondering if they miscalculated, but only slightly. They miscalculated. They were thinking that we're at the point where people, there would be enough people that would cover for this sort of thing and that we were in a climate where people are more open about everything because I'm going to have to get this out definitely because I've had this accusation thrown basically at all of us in the LGBT alphabet soup, whatever community, that it's our fault somehow. Like... If they would have never allowed gays to do whatever, they wouldn't be in this situation, which always drives me insane because all the gay people I know, we tend to like people that are our, our actual age. However, yeah. there is a contingent of the left that has been trying very hard. And some people will try to say maybe these are just like people that are doing this as a troll. Because I've seen people say that, that there are people who do this as a troll, that they're trying to get pedophilia as one of the accepted sexualities in the LGBT community. I'm like, I'm sorry, there is no, and I've actually had this argument and sadly in a libertarian group where people were trying to say that it was a sexuality. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but um, child is not a uh, sexuality. I was like, what pedophilia is, is liking either the male or female gender, but at an age that should not be acceptable to any adult. Like I cannot imagine trying to talk to anybody who can't even have the brain capacity that I have, but they, there's a contingent that is trying to make this a normal thing. And I'm like, sorry, that's not a sexuality that has nothing to do with sexuality. If there was a, you know, like a guy who's a a pedophile, I'm all like, we, we're both like girl, like women, but you like little girls. I actually want a grown woman. How is that the same thing? It's not. Yeah. And I, I think I I, un, I definitely understand your frustration with that. I have made the argument in the past, not that it's the gays that are pushing to normalize pedophilia, but that the left and the the hard 
hard evangelical progressives, like the the really bad people that are hanging yeah. out in the background, tried to use and are still trying to use your community to normalize something because they can use very similar arguments. And it's not because lesbians like little girls. It's because there are people out there who want to normalize this. I yep. mean, there, there are op-eds in Vice, probably. I think it was in Vice. And in different salon, different leftist rags that try to normalize the concept of pedophilia itself as an orientation and say, well, they're not harming anyone. They're n they, they just like kids. They're not hurting kids. They're non-offending non pedophiles. pedophiles. And my when, when any anyone says non-offending pedophiles, my first reaction is always bullshit. Not because I don't think that can exist, but because people who know that they're sexually attracted to children have searched out ways to confirm that. Yeah, you, it's it's something you have. I mean, even when you, you, you come out of the closet, there's something that you, you you know you're different from other people because you're like, you know, all these girls are boy crazy. Something's different about me, so I got to figure out what it is. You start looking to figure out what it is. So you you don't think pedophiles have been like, hmm, all of my friends, they like older people, but for some odd reason, I keep eyeing children. So at some point, yeah. they have to think about that and they have to go, they go look it up and try to figure it out. Like everybody does that sort of thing. They, something is different about them. You try to find other people that are like you or figure out what, what's going on with me. So of course they're searching this stuff out. Yeah. And they're looking at porn. They want to know if it's something that actually works. I don't know why I'm using so much euphemism. <laughs> it makes yes. me uncomfortable. That's why. Yeah. Very. I know as a young straight man, I wanted to look at naked women. I wanted to see what sex looked like. Mm -hmm. I wanted all of these different things. And I spent many a year being addicted to that, right? I think you would be hard pressed to find a quote unquote non-offending pedophile who hasn't looked at child pornography. Oh yeah, that's, that's the problem. And I'm not saying that everybody who does that is going to get an opportunity but you have to imagine, because not going to try to compare pedophiles to serial killers, but... <laughs> Do it. <laughs> it's just the, have you, like, if you listen to some true crime or you see some cases or, you know, maybe you're watching Forensic Files and some rando hopefully gets caught when it was this was possibly their first murder and... Some of them have said blatantly, you know, I didn't think I would do it, but I saw an opportunity. This chick was running alone on the street and I hadn't done this. I always wanted to do it. And that was my opportunity. Bam, right there. Chick running. Nobody's around. So I grabbed her, raped her and killed her because I've always wanted to do it. And I'm not saying, you know, every everybody does that. But you would think if you see an opportunity where, you know, maybe... If you're a pedophile and there's a kid that's more compliant and they always hang around you because they think you're cool, that you're going to be like, no, I'm a non-offending pedophile. That's going to be a temptation right there for most people, because if this is something you want to do and it keeps staring you in the face, then how long are you going to be non-offending? I'm not trying to say every pedophile is going to go out there raping children willy nilly, but you got to think that they're going to want to try that experience at some point. Well, and, and let's talk about the very real concept of the law of diminishing returns. Like when you first start dating, holding hands is the fucking tits. 
Like, it's like, oh my God, I held her hand. It was wonderful. And then it's like, holding hands got, you know, a little stale. Now it's time to kiss. Now it's yep. time to do this. Now it's time to do that. So, I mean, there is a very, hum like, in humanity and in the depraved portion of humanity, there's a real slope towards escalation. There's always some form of escalation. And it, you know what? There may be some non-offending pedophile out there who has never done anything or gone down that road at all. But that's not even my point. Because I don't think that you have to touch a kid or tape child pornography to be an offending pedophile. I do think that the act of watching and consuming child pornography, especially if you're buying it, makes you an offending pedophile because you are signaling to the market that that's what you want. You are, you are yep. voting with your dollars and you are making it so that there are people out there who have a financial reason to go and rape kids in front of a camera. Yep. Yeah, it's just... And it's awful that, I mean, there are groups all over the internet that do that sort of thing. And the government, once again, how they fail at everything, allow that stuff to be put on the market so they say they can find these pedophiles. But yeah. you know what they end up doing is shutting down, like, you know, maybe the site itself isn't really trying to push that. Maybe they didn't know there was a corner of their, you know, site that had a bunch of pedophiles that just group together and share child porn or sell it or whatever, and they get shut down. But that never stops the actual pedophiles. And the government is just this, you know, we're going to just put out, we're going to put out these fillers, put out this child porn to see if we can catch people. And they end up just shutting down service providers or whatever, as opposed to catching any pedophiles. So it's just... It's a little scary knowing that, you know, the government's out there doing that sort of thing and not getting anywhere. <laughs> I have read of the government taking over websites where they host child pornography and then just leaving it up and doing nothing, just leaving yep. it there. But we live in like, like, I'm sorry, this is, we live in a strange time. And yeah. I think that when it comes to the time that we are in, we can no longer mince words. We can no longer apologize for the left, for directors, for Hollywood, for Netflix, for the government. We can no longer say, okay, so yes, she was 11, but it was just normal everyday booty shaking that you would see on TikTok. No. 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 This movie was made, and the one actress that played the main girl, this 11-year-old girl, do you know how many girls they auditioned for that one part before they chose her about 650 girls and i'm I, I i will have to make an assumption here that they asked all of these girls to say hey can you shake your ass hey can you twerk and so yeah. even if even if they didn't which i i you know they did let's let's not pretend it's, it was also in france for christ's sake it was in france those people are way more degenerate even than the United States. <laughs> but you know that there were between 650 and 700 girls that sat in front of a panel of adults to determine whether or not they should dance in a movie where I I don't know if you saw the clips. I refuse to watch the money. I've oh. refused to be a part of Netflix's metrics. But I saw oh, a no, clip no. on yeah. net on Twitter and I saw a little girl rub her hand over her business. Yeah. Oh, I I definitely didn't watch it either. I just, a friend posted the 
clip on Facebook and she was rightfully outraged. She, she, she was just mocking people going, oh, just watch the film, guys. You know, just watch it before you judge it. She's like, I don't need to see more than this clip of these girls basically gyrating and like screwing the air. She's like, what is going on? I'm not watching that. You don't even tell me this is about, you know, preteens and the sexualization of them as you sexualize them. I mean, I, as we were talking about before the show, this makes me miss the times where if they had, you know, kids who were about 16 or 15 in a movie, they would actually just cast an actress that's closer to like 18 or 19 and kind of make her look a little more childish to at least try that and, you know, still uncomfortable, but at least that person was of legal age. Yeah. To the point that we're now actually, no, we're just going to audition little 11 year old girls and have them, you know, gyrating the way that, you know, some body would do at like a strip club. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's crazy. Or, or, you know, fucking imply it like we do with sex with adults in movies. Why, why can't a child get the same? Like, for God's sake, do the dance. Don't shoot them. Don't shoot their ass. Yeah, just pan away, pan up. Yeah, I mean, you know, the kids don't, we don't have to see them like doing the rub in the vagina, you know, they can just be dancing, you know, just dancing. That makes you uncomfortable in the first place if they're yeah. dressed a certain way and they don't need to show that. All you just know is, oh goodness, these girls are on stage and oh gosh, I don't want to see that. And especially if you show the crowd reaction being something like, what in the world's going on? That's all I need. Just show me a reaction right. shot of the crowd going, what is going on? And I'm going to be like, oh, nope, I don't want to see what's on that stage. Exactly. There are ways to do this and make the same point without exploiting the quote unquote sexuality of a child. Yeah. And you know what? That also signals that it's perfectly fine to do that. And like I was saying earlier, having a much older guy, I think it was fine to, you know, ask me what he did and trying to groom me and all of that. You think that this movie is going to do what? Do what? What's it really going to do? Is it going to educate us? Because if we, you haven't noticed, we've seen pretty much that there's pedophilia going on. We've seen that, you know, women are sexualized and all that, and they have all these young girls. We see that kind of thing. Why do we now have to put it on this level and be so graphic about it? I mean, this is not... I can't even think of how this would be okay. Like, I can't even make an argument for it. And I've seen people do it. I was reading articles earlier about people saying, and my favorite attack is it's, oh, it's the conservatives. I'm like, I'm not a conservative. And I can tell you that's friggin' disgusting. I'm a, I'm an adult human being with yeah. brain cells in my head. With morals. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Actual morals. Well, and it's like, if you're going to make that point, I'm sure there are dance troops out there that gyrate their butts. I'm sure that happens. How often do normal people see that? You know what normal people can see any day? They can sign into TikTok, and if they if they go down the wrong rabbit hole, they see between what according to the rules between thirteen and you know seventeen year old girls doing the same thing. Why not make it about something that's actually happening right now rather than twerking competitions for eleven year old girls? Like, I mean, that seems yeah. like slim pickings at this point. I mean, there's. There's a lot of this happening, and I can access it immediately. Yeah. Why not make it specific to the issues that we're having? Yeah, or there was actually a recent, I think it was of last year, and I can't remember if it was a junior high or elementary, and it was this uh, black school, it was a black dance group, and I think or cheerleaders of some sort, dancers. 
And the way the girls were moving, they weren't doing exactly dancing. They were just doing, you know, like a lot of bands do or dance troops do when they're like walking on to stage or walking wherever they have to go. They kind of do something stylized. Well, these girls were doing this very sexual shifting motion. And this was a real life thing. And people were were freaked out. I was like, why not, you know, talk about that. Use some, you know, footage of saying, okay, this was a situation, and I know that happened in, in this wasn't in France, but I'm just thinking yeah. of situations where this would be have been better done as a documentary on situations that have already happened yeah. and why they shouldn't happen. They did, That does not look like that's what they did with this movie at all, is they went, went ahead and went for the sexualization. I'm like, I'm pretty sure, I don't live in France, but you can probably find situations that have happened all over the world where sexualizing of kids is, have happened. And I feel like this, that would be more, that would be better done as a documentary on why this shouldn't be done. This right. was a gratuitous film about basically child born. Well, and, and, and let me read to you this little quote that I found from the, the director. Apparently, I'm going to butcher her French name. It says, this is the third time that Ducare has worked with a young cast. She loves working with youngsters she says, oh, but admits it comes with a special set of challenges. Youngsters of this age are really unpredictable. You can't reason with them like an adult and say things like, you've signed a contract. Okay. Shouldn't that tell you something? Shouldn't that tell you? That seems like like you got to imprison this poor child. Hey, you signed a contract, so now you got to shake that booty for me? What? Are you kidding me? That should tell you right there that this is wrong. If the person that you are trying to get to do something or work with you and they don't want to work with you and they don't have the mental capacity to understand they signed the contract, then maybe you should be questioning that. Yeah. And so, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth, a lot of people saying, well, have you watched the trailer? Have you watched the movie? Nick Gillespie said it. Reason Magazine's leather jacket wearing cosmopolitan libertarian asshole said, but did you even watch the movie? I don't have to watch the movie to know these things. Do you have to be murdered in order to know that being, <laughs> you know, being killed is bad? <laughs> right. I understand. But I want to share this clip from a review that I watched. Uh, this is, like I said, this is a clip of the review. When I saw this, I saw the clip first and I was like, this is crazy. There's no way that this wasn't taken out of context. So I went to the man's whole review, watched it. And none of this is out of context. And I want you to watch this. And I'm going to, the, the audio is going to play for everyone. But I want you to react to this because this is something else. And um, they're pretty hot. And you know, you can say whatever you want about me. It's not my fault. I didn't make them do that. They did that. Uh, that's the point. That's the whole point of the movie is that you're supposed to be sitting there thinking, Look at the blonde one. You're supposed to be sitting there holding these two thoughts in your head, and one that these are kids, and the other that they're hot. And um, I don't even know if you're supposed to be comfortable with that. It's more like you're just supposed to be informed that you are capable of that and that you feel that way. And... Um, Uh, I already knew that, but uh, I, th I I think it's a good thing to put that out there. 
artistically, I think it's a good thing. No, no, uh-uh. Oh my gosh. But Kim. At no point watching that clip did I go, <laughs> any, I did not say they were hot. I was like, I can't keep watching this. This is disgusting. Oh, he but said Kim, that. He said hot twice. Look at the blonde one. Oh my look at the blonde one. Oh my gosh. This is a real review. This guy felt comfortable going on YouTube and making that review. And I, if, if someone's willing to do that, I guarantee you there are more. I guarantee you that there are oh, more yeah. non-offending pedophiles who just found some spank bank material that they are going to utilize. And they, they did it. And they have that because some adults in France and some some corporate nut jobs at Netflix decided this was something that everyone needed access to. Oh, that's so. Uh, oh, I can't believe he. Oh, I was trying not to scream <laughs> when you were playing that because I was like, "That's not. No, no normal human being thinks that. There's no way. I mean." Could you imagine that? You know, you've got children. I got nephews. If some guy walked up and said that my, you know, look at the blonde one and looked at my, you know, my nephew and said, look at the blonde, I would kill him. (laughs) I don't typically use the Lord's name in vain, but I can't help but keep saying Jesus because I really want him to fix this. (laughs) Like, oh my God. That's what's crazy to me because I'm not. (sighs) When people make jokes that the libertarians argue about the age of consent or ask if the child consented i that i don't i don't want to believe that i don't want to believe that someone who thinks somewhat at least somewhat similarly to the way i think would <laughs> say something like that and i think it's also the fact of people try to put this on and I've been in a situation where somebody tried to claim that um, a certain group of ours is okay with that sort of thing, mainly just because we're libertarians. And I kind of looked at that and I was like, you know, this reminds me of what I said earlier about the fact that they're trying to make pedophilia part of the LGBT community. It feels like libertarianism is also the corner of people think, oh, these people are open about in there about freedom. So let's go ahead and co-op that. It's just as bad as when you get these alt-right people. They think, oh, this is our vehicle. And then everybody decides that the whole group is that way. That's why I've tried to be a little more careful about saying, you know, just liberals or whatever else end up saying the far left or something like that. Because I don't think there is every human in every group is doing the same thing. But I feel like people think, oh, they're always like, oh, libertarians, especially anarchists. I'm like, this anarchist here... Is it going to be asking if a kid can consent? Because I can tell you from personal experience, no, not at all. And then people's like, well, you can't just go on personal experience. I'm like, go around asking anybody who's had anybody try to do that to them. And they're not even old enough to understand what the hell goes on in life. And somebody has totally wrecked their life before their brain fully developed. And I'm just like, (sighs) no, that is not a question I would ever ask about a child. Sorry. No, no, there is no can they consent. And this is one of those areas where it makes me question, again, the use of the word libertarian. Because there are people who are sullying it so hard 
that it has no utility anymore. I've talked about this on occasion, but I can't, I, I, I fall back to using it because it's an easy descriptor, but I'm, I'm struggling, Kim. I don't think it's a, I don't know if it's a word worth saving anymore. It's really weird that I would rather people try to point at me for being a voluntarist or an anarchist and mock me for that more than I would ever want to say libertarian because I feel like that is so dirty to the point where I'd rather just people say I'm ridiculous for being an anarchist. I would take that over, oh, libertarians, these people who ask about the age of consent and all this garbage that goes on. And the fact that most of the libertarians nowadays, I feel like they are just people who come from the left or the right and they just kind of take their... They come over and they understand a little bit of liberty, but they still take their favorite pet things from their side and decide they want to make that part of libertarianism. It's like, yeah, we can be libertarians. I love freedom, but I still love my flag or the military. Or you got people on the left saying, you know, I love freedom, except I still think we should force people to do social stuff, you know, social programs and all of that and just force people to move on the progressive side of things. Or change their child's genitals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's just crazy to me that people, even libertarians, would go, well, you know, it's it's the choice. I'm like, that child's brain hasn't even fully developed. What do you mean choice at that age? What are you talking about? And <laughs> but, oh. it's, it, it's, okay. One of the other statements is, well, if the market demands it. And I'm like, if the market demands child pornography, I want to burn that motherfucking market to the ground. Yeah. I am down with that. And I, I will, just so you know, I, I played a clip for you earlier, but I, there's a guy on Twitter uh, who goes by the name, his name right now is Prime Minister of Drinky Boys at Acid Ropacy. <laughs> Acid Ropacy. What the? I will, I will link to it in my show notes. But he sings a song about how he wants them to hit the solid pavement. It's great. It's It's hilarious. But... I I can't handle statements like that. I I can't handle arguments with people who will say something like, well, you shouldn't call cuties child pornography because it isn't technically child pornography and that just hurts your argument. How does that make sense? Especially after you played a clip of a guy who was talking about, you know, the blonde one. Huh? Excuse me? That's the kind of stuff that I like would say as... If I'm looking at, you know, a group of like, the, you know, the rebel girls for UNLV, like they have a dance troupe, but all those girls are in their 20s. And I go look at the blonde one. That's some stuff I'd say to, you know, about those girls gyrating around. But they're adults. <laughs> so how do you tell me that this isn't porn? I think there comes a time in history, in people's lives, etc., where you have to make a stand. And I think looking at cuties or any of the other examples that you could give of stuff like this, uh, dance moms or toddlers and tiaras, whatever. Look at all of this and you say that, call it what it is. It is the sexualization of a child. It is put on film. It is a form of child pornography. I think we need to say that. I think we need mm -hmm. to point to that. And then people are like, oh, well, it, like uh, one of the guys said to me, I watched the whole movie and it just, it just amounted to, you know, you're just typical ass shaking that you would see. Uh, like it's nothing worse than Nicki Minaj and you wouldn't call that pornography. Would you, I don't know if you've seen a Nicki Minaj video. I've seen them and I've gone, well, that's pornographic. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's a bad argument because I that's exactly what I would call that. I would call that pornography. Yeah. <laughs> and for, for, I was like, for the record, you know, I wouldn't watch Nicki Minaj or like any of these like really good looking chicks with big old booties. And I'm like, I'm tuning into this video for the music. No, there's a bunch of chicks dancing around. I'm like, all right, I'll just put it on mute. She's cute. I mean, <laughs> that's what it is porn. Right. And it's it, the, the argument or the question is, so when is it acceptable to have someone have sex in a movie? Is it never acceptable? Is it acceptable if they're over 18? Is it acceptable if they're 16 to 17? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why would I give these people an inch? Why would I tell no. them how far they can go before they get backlash from me? It's, it's like telling white racists that they're not allowed to say the N-word. They might not say that word anymore. It's like, I don't know if you knew this, in kind of the gamer gate days, um, the trolls were like on different websites. That was when kind of the moderation started coming where you can't say that, you can't say the gay F word. You can't say this, that, or the other online or they pull it. And so some trolls got together and they said, and it's hilarious, um, but they said, so what we need to do is we need to find words that they can't censor at all. And so they thought, here's what I'll do. Instead of the N-word, we'll say Google. Instead of oh. instead of saying the Jewish K-word, we'll say Skype. And so they chose names of corporations and skirted around the rules and said what they wanted to say and were able to, quote-unquote, dog whistle to people around them by skirting th under the line. So... Even though it was clever as shit and the, the picture of the lynching and they, they called it Google Hangouts is clever as shit and, and horribly offensive. Yeah, and I <laughs> chuckled because that's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> Google Hangouts. Wow. <laughs> but that is kind of like the more irreverent. It may, it may not even be people who are racist, but it's people showing you if you give them a line they know how far they can go and what they can hide underneath, where they can hide the things that are unacceptable. And this goes throughout humanity. This is how there are child sex trafficking rings is because they know what they can get away with before people notice. So why? Yep. Why would I give these people space? Why would I not call them out? I need one good reason not to call these people out. Yeah. The other thing I've noticed is a lot of people are getting offended because... Some people, we keep sharing memes that say we would throw pedophiles in a wood chipper. <laughs> and they're like, that's not cool. And I actually had somebody give me the argument. This is great. Tried to tell me. They tried to appeal to my gayness and then also my color. They said, how would you feel if you were actually born in a time where if people found out you were gay, they would beat you to death? That wasn't okay. So, you know... People were free to say at some time, you know, they could lynch a black person. They can call us all sorts of names. You wouldn't have been okay with that. So it's not okay to say to put pedophiles in a wood chipper. I'm like, I don't know that my gayness actually really offended people. It didn't actually harm anyone at any point. Yeah. I mean, my gayness, I'm not going to chase you around and lesbian you. It's not like <laughs> it's going to rub off. You know, usually I'm like. You have to ask permission before you can rub off on anyone. Exactly. I would actually <laughs> ask for some real consent from an adult woman. Uh, you know, my blackness shouldn't have offended anybody either. So, but you know what actually is offensive? Because the fact that if it actually becomes more than a fantasy and becomes a reality, 
actually will harm somebody. Yeah. Because like I said, kids, they're not, they're not adults. They don't have a fully formed brain. They don't understand all of the world yet. That destroys somebody's life. My gayness and blackness doesn't do that. That's just something that exists. And I can go about my day and not like knock people over with my black. But pedophilia actually is something that harms some of the most vulnerable people in our population. Well, and yet your, your blackness doesn't rape children. That's the difference. Yeah, and and like, yeah. yes, the wood chipper's a joke. Choosing between head first and feet first, also a part of the joke. Feet first, obviously. Because yeah. you, you want him to watch the dick be destroyed. But... <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> but it's like the helicopter joke. It's, it's a joke. Like, I saw a video of... Turned out to be something different than the description. But I saw a video that claimed to be... A guy tried to meet up with a with an underage girl and her uncle showed up and he beat the ever-loving devil out of this guy and then took his arms and broke them over his knees. And it was, even with the thought that that's a pedophile, I was still very uncomfortable watching that. Yeah, very. I don't want to see anyone's bones break. I don't want to see that. But mm. I fully understand. Yes, it would not be, as a Christian, it would not be God's ideal or Jesus's desire for me to find out that a guy touched my daughter and then me go out and torture them to death, right? That would not be the ideal. But if a man catches his daughter being raped by a guy and he beats that guy to death, by all means, that's natural law, baby. You just lost yeah. your right to life. Yeah, as soon as you start violating my child, I'm going to stop you. I'm not going to be like, hey, now I need you to stop. I will physically find a way to stop you. I'm not going to be, you know, could you stop doing that? No. <laughs> Wood chipper go. Brrr. Yeah, it's like right in. It's it's just I don't know of any subject that's more uncomfortable than this. And I can't I still can't believe they decide to make that into a film in there and watching people justify that. And then they're trying to do what they've been doing is they're trying to shift the blame, you know, they always do the, well, if you have an issue with it, you, it means you're a, pedof you're a pedophile. I'm like, no. Right. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, you're against children being sexualized? You must really like sexualizing children. No. Just like some yeah. people who don't think gayness is a good idea that are out there or don't like homosexuality doesn't mean they're gay. Some of them yeah, are. My favorite is like, <laughs> they'll say that you're, there's like, oh, well, they're just homophobes. I'm like. Can we stop with that? You know, and I know I'm in like the weirdest kind of zone as being somebody who is a Christian and also openly out. I still, I hate that argument. I'm like, they're not homophobes. I'm like, goodness, I, I see where you're coming from, but it's not that they hate us. They, they, well, there are some Christians that'll just hate everything, but actual yeah. good Christian, you've got Jesus loving people don't hate gay people. They just believe it's a sin and they're not going to celebrate it, but they're still going to love you as a person. That yep. is not being a homophobe. No. But you see these arguments. I got to get back to the arguments from libertarians where they go, well, what about Jodie Foster and Taxi Driver where she played a 12-year-old prostitute? What about the nude photos of Brooke Shields when she was 10? What about Blue Lagoon? It's what about, what about, what about? How about you fuck off? I don't want any of those things. Yeah, I... I don't remember signing up and going, yeah, that's great. None of that. <laughs> but it's... 
I've sighed a lot, Kim. <laughs> I've sighed so much in this episode. But This is a very uncomfortable episode. <laughs> we live in, like I said, a crazy time. And there are these faceless cabals out there that sex trafficking lives in and thrives in. And I think we as people, as anarchists, as Christians, as agorists, as voluntarists, as whatever-ist you want to add, libertarians, we need to be able to stand up and, yes, use the market to say no. Say, I'm not watching your stupid movie, Netflix. I Yeah, throw it a thumbs down. Cancel your Netflix subscription. Use your money as your vote. Say no. It's fine to say no. People who act like you can't, quote-unquote, cancel Netflix or this movie, and that makes you just like the left, that's bullshit. This is the market. This is the market saying this is not something we are okay with. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually the good thing about the market. Which is, yeah, it's just funny that you know we've been talking about the cancel culture and there have been a lot of libertarians that say, yeah, a lot of this is wrong. But the moment, the moment we finally try to use the market to, to speak up, suddenly they want to villainize us. I'm like, I thought the whole purpose as a libertarian who understands free market that, okay, my dollars are how I signal that I think this product is good, or if I don't pay for it and nobody pays for it, then that company goes out of business because nobody wants to buy that crap. That's how the market goes, right? So we should be able to do that even with Netflix and go, hey, I'm not giving you my money because this is disgusting and uh, I will not support you if this is a product that you have on your shelf or whatever, like you would say in a store. The more people that don't want it, that's fine. It's It's not like we're putting out articles and saying, you know, and just saying that we don't want to see this, we're actually literally using our money to say it. We're not just spreading that all over Twitter. We're doing something about it. And that's how it's supposed to go. Well, and it's, it's you like, speaking of the market, that's one of those things, one of those arguments that people have about social media is, oh, well, if you don't like what Twitter's doing or what Facebook's doing with their censorship, that's a private company. It's like, yes. It is, which is why we voice our displeasure to signal to the market what we want. And so that's another argument that frustrates me. But I am pretty well convinced that Q, uh, QAnon is a PSYOP of some sort. Has to be. Has to. It is disconcerting to me that on TikTok, I think, and on more than one social media, I can't remember which, where they have like shadow banned or um, kind of blacked out hashtags like hashtag save the children. Oh, that's so messed up. And they changed it too. Yeah. And so we have to we have to be counter signaling this stuff. We have to say, no, this is not okay. We have to say that this whole apparatus, the child sex slavery, the child sexualization, all of it, we have to be vocal. We can't listen to the Nick Gillespie's of the world. I mean, w- one thing, where is Joe Jorgensen? Let me ask you that. Where the fuck is Joe Jorgensen? Because we have Tulsi Gabbard over on the left saying, yes. this is child pornography. This is something that has affected my niece. This is something that needs to end. This is not okay. We have Ted Cruz going the the on the conservative side going, we must have the FBI investigate Netflix or whatever. But we've got the left, we've got the right, and they're both saying, cuties, no go. 
This is not okay. This is not something we want. And Joe Jorgensen, what has she said? What has she said specifically? Yeah, this is the moment where it would do the libertarian some good to actually have the candidate say something. Because right now, you know, a lot of people, if they they want to use the word libertarian for anything that doesn't seem societally acceptable. They don't, they just throw that word at it. This has been the perfect time for her to go, hey, this is not okay. And they're like, wait a minute. We thought these were the degenerates. And right. their candidates saying, this is not cool. This is the moment where we need that. How many Q people can you get if she outright says this? How many people? Yeah. But I, I've actually been tweeting at her, trying to get her to say something about cuties. Because I'd like something. Someone was like, oh, she's spoken about this. And I was like, she spoke about child exploitation in film and child sex trafficking and cuties. And the guy was like, yeah, 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 she's, she has. And I was like, okay, source, give me something. And the only thing he could come up with was a statement against sex trafficking in general, which is good. That's a good statement. But it's so fucking general. It's not mm -hmm. brave. If I believed at all that the Libertarian Party had any utility or goodness about it or helped liberty, I would really want the candidate to say something specific. I would really want them yeah. to take a stand and be brave. Tulsi Gabbard, though her domestic policies are absolute bullshit, that was brave as hell. And she was called a QAnon supporter. Yeah, she's been... And she she doesn't even she doesn't even care because she was called all sorts of crap before when she was running for, for an Assad toady. Yeah, and she didn't even care that if she came out and said this that they would continue calling her stuff. She did not care. That's a libertarian attitude. Is I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't care what platform I'm on and what you think I should say. I'm telling you this is wrong. Should have been something that came from our party. I'm not even going to say our anymore. The party that's associated with that word. <laughs> is, Burn it to the ground. It should have come from there. Because, yeah. my God, show some bravery. Between that and the, the please, please, please let me be in the debates. Please, sir. Please, Donald Trump. You said in 1998 that the third party should be in the debates and it's criminal. They're not. Please, please let me be in the Joe Rogan debate. Shut the fuck yeah. up. You impotent that's signaling dumb. woman. Just, mm. <laughs> I mean, couldn't they at least go for the tactic? Because they would, like, let her debate. I would go for the tactic of, all right, if they don't want to get attention, you know, if they don't want to let me debate, I'm going to go ahead and slander the crap out of these people, say all the stuff I can say they don't want me to debate because they know right. what I got to say go is actually hard. important. I'd be like, these people don't want you to see that they're pulling the wool over your eyes. I would insult these people left and right and say the reason they don't want me to do this is because they don't want real truth getting out. That's how you do it. Go on the offense. Attack these morons. They should Call be. them to task, man. Be brave. Quit asking permission to be free. God dang it. Be free. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's incredibly embarrassing. And that's why when people, you know, I used to have my uh, lanyard that said libertarian. I don't even want to walk around with that thing on anymore. People say, oh, you're the libertarian. And they, and they try to tell people, oh, talk to Kim because she's a libertarian. And I'm like, I'm, if you're thinking about the LP libertarian, you're talking to the wrong person because that is not that is not me. That does not represent the people who actually want some real change in this world because the people who want real change have gotten so tired of it that we don't want this sissy, oh, let her do things or let me do things. She, I mean, we've got to come out of their full steam at this point. And this would be the perfect time as everything's falling apart. We need to be the voice because the most vulnerable people in our population 
are usually children and the elderly. And this is the opportunity where we're seeing some of our most vulnerable population is being put on a stage for sickos to ogle them and all that. And there is nothing that we're saying as a party. That's why I'm like, I knew I was done as soon as I saw libertarians either defending this or not saying anything or trying to insult us for saying something. I was like, I am done. I am done with that word. I am done. Because this is this is just not it. This is not what I signed up for when I became a libertarian. This is embarrassing. Yeah, it's like, oh, 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 me saying these things won't let me be in your big tent. I don't want to be in your fucking tent. Let's I want to leave the tent. Let me go build a homestead and leave me the fuck alone, please. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I mean, what do we even do? Vote harder. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anybody tries to tell me that voting is going to do something now, I'm all like, we've been trying to vote our way to freedom. And this is still what we got. Look where we're at. People said Trump was going to be, you know, I don't know, the savior. And he's definitely better than Hillary. But how is it? Nothing is changing. It's just all getting worse. How is it that a political party that has been alive for almost 50 years still impotently signals their worth by saying either one, you need to help us get on the ballot in all 50 states or being really excited about being on the ballot in all 50 states. I feel like if you get 50 years, and if you don't have it always there, no matter what, without having to talk about it, you've lost. Into the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pathetic. I mean, and they're not even to do it the right way because admittedly socialists have been trying to get where they were going for a super long time before they got there, but they still did it a lot more intelligently than libertarians do it. They're like, okay, well, if the country wants to be this way, we're going to just bide our time and we're going to start trying to make sure that people hear us. We're going to make sure that we get into the public school system. They did all that mm -hmm. and they found a way to get where they want to go. They found another avenue. But here's the, as you said, perfect way to say it, the impotent LP here deciding that they're going to do the same damn thing 50 years in a row and think they're going to get somewhere at some point. This is our time, would they say every election? Because, you know, they, they have the, I mean, they had the trashiest candidates last election too, <laughs> and they still couldn't get anywhere. What do they really think? I mean, if we can't get people to decide to vote for Libertarian Party after you, they've decided to put a cop in a half-dead guy up there and then make it even better, Kamala actually making the mistake that she said, uh, like, the, the administration The Harris administration with Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> the cop uh, But the we corpse. all knew that. We all knew that. We, we knew that was how it was going to go. But it's just funny that, that she slipped up and said it out loud. And these are the people that they have, and they still will vote for these people before they would vote for the Libertarian Party. That should tell you this party should just be burned to the ground because this is garbage. It's absolute garbage. And and <laughs> that that being said, that video of Joe Biden at a Latino event pulling out oh, his God. phone and playing Despacito <laughs> was the funniest shit because I made a nice little meme where I uh, changed the audio of the the music from Despacito to that um, Ying Yang Twin song, the Come here, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> He's just grinning along to it. <laughs> that was the most cringe thing I've ever seen. Okay, I understand trying to, when you go to a certain group of people, you kind of try to be in with them. It's like, yeah. you know, if Obama's Pander. around a bunch of black people, 
you know, you'll start talking like, you know, I've been in situations when I was younger, well, where if I was with a group of all black people, I might slide into a little bit more of the slang because that's just how it goes. But it seems a little strangely pandering and insulting. <laughs> you just think every person who, you know, he probably he's probably the kind of person who thinks everybody who has like a last name that looks anywhere near Mexican is all, you know, they they're all Mexicans or whatever. He's <laughs> likely can't even tell a difference between people or whatever. And he just goes and plays Despacito. Like every person of any kind of like Spanish descent is going to be like, that's my jam. Oh, this is my president. What? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you guys like the marijuana. You bet you like the reefer. That marijuana? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd probably say something creepy like, you know, but your girls are cute. <sighs> <laughs> but it's just so weird well and that's the thing the libertarian party is like the worst fandom of all time they're like the bronies of political philosophy i mean it's it's legitimately just a party full of larpers and i think that i cannot take any more moralizing about how i should vote who i should vote for and how I need to support liberty from from people that are so tryhard and and so damn autistic about this stuff. Yeah. Mama Joe, they call her Mama Joe. That's Kim. so creepy because they most of them need a mama, little children. <laughs> <laughs> it's an edible complex. <laughs> In summary, fuck the state. Mm -hmm. Fuck child predators and child traffickers and pedophiles, and fuck the LP. Yeah. Anything else? I'll just have to say that the one thing that I would really wish people would stop saying in this is that the LP is a necessary evil that we just have to deal with because the other two parties are terrible. Please let's stop with that. If if one more person uses the word duopoly in my presence, I'm going to slap them. The problem isn't that it's a two-party system. The problem is the system. Do you really think that going from being able to vote for one person in North Korea to being able to vote for two really makes you free? Is it just adding one that makes you freer? Is 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 three going to be enough? Are we going to be free then? What's the point? Yeah, It's ridiculous. But before, I feel like we need to wrap up before I say any more bad words. But before we go, I've got my two questions that I want to ask you, because I've never, I don't think I've ever asked you these. One, if there was a celebrity or a politician that was outed as a pedophile tomorrow, who would you be most glad to see called out? Insofar as you'd feel vindication, you'd see them off of the street, who do you suspect and who do you think would be the best for helping rid Hollywood and or, and or the state of this evil? Well, the first person, I think he was sort of outed already, but I always had my suspicions, even though I really liked House of Cards for a while. But Kevin Spacey mm -hmm. was one I always was just like, I don't know what it is. He's a great actor, but I just felt somehow uncomfortable about that guy before people started saying something about it. So that one... I think people have already talked about it, but if it was just on the news one day that they had a video or pictures of him doing certain things, I'd be like, I knew it. I knew that guy. He was the one. And yeah. But I feel like the only way that they would ever be able to rid Hollywood of 
this craziness is if there were actually some celebrities other than Blake Lively and Ashton Kutcher that said, you know what, enough of this, enough of this crap. We're going to do something about it. And they would be able to be vocal. And they, but it'd have to be in huge numbers. Because yeah. I think that's the problem. When there's only a couple of them, the rest can drown them out. But if there suddenly was a contingent of people saying, especially if you look at a lot of these young child actors that I'm pretty sure were also exploited when they were younger. And that's why they grew up to be the wildest, craziest, drugged out person ever is because they were subjected to this stuff. And they just do it because, you know, they want fame and it's really screwed them up. I mean, somebody needs to speak out against that. And it's going to have to be, unfortunately, people from those ranks because nobody's going to listen. They think celebrities can sell them, like I said, butt plugs. They can sell them whatever and they would just do it. But if enough celebrities got up and said enough of this crap, suddenly people would be like, you know what? Mariah Carey said enough of this. Or if you had some actor say something, because I think it's all the way into the music business at this point. Yeah. I don't know, but I just, I want it to end. I want this stuff to go away. None of this is okay at all. Yeah. And we're supposed to be protecting children and we're not, we're failing at that. They just need someone to come out better than, that's the, that's the hardest thing though, is a lot of the the kids that have these issues do go off the deep end. I think Corey Feldman has come out about it. Elijah Wood did somewhat. But, like, the person who would probably be the strongest would be Macaulay Culkin. Because everyone would believe him. Lindsay Lohan. Everyone would believe her. Britney Spears. Oh, oh! I wish she would get a chance to really speak. She's being, I feel like that woman's being tortured by her, her dad, yeah. by a bunch of people. They have ruined her life. And they're always harassing Britney. They're like, oh, she's terrible. She's crazy. I'm like... I can tell that woman has gone through mental, emotional, physical, sexual abuse because she just has every mark of that. She's like a prisoner, and that's just some sad stuff. Yeah, Demi Lovato. I mean, there, there's a list of Miley Cyrus. There's a list oh, of these people. definitely Miley Cyrus, yeah. Where I'm like, these kids had it rough. And if they yeah. were able to speak out, things could change. You know, a lot of people, because I feel like some of these people, they don't do it because they don't want to lose their star status. But I also think there is something else like that's maybe it's the the way Epstein did it. You know, if somebody spoke out, well, he would take pictures of people around these kids to make sure, oh, if you speak out, guess what? Everybody's going to know you're a pedophile because I got pictures of that. So I'm wondering if it's not just because we always say with celebrities, they don't speak out because, you know, they don't want to lose their fame. Well, yeah, I can see that being some of it, but I feel like there's something else going on. Yeah. If you don't think there's a mafia. Yeah. Like there, there's something. And to get it off of this dour note, I say that on too many episodes, but to get it off of this dour note, I will ask you my last question. And it's fun because it's always putting you on the spot. I may have asked you this before. I don't know. What is your favorite thing about me besides my beard? Beard is off the table. (laughs) I would have picked it anyway. You know how I feel about beards. I mean, it looks good on you. These beards are gross. (laughs) But, uh, I'd have to say is that when we discuss things, like if we disagree, we rarely disagree. We can do that respectfully. We can probably like, we can have an argument of some sort or a falling out and it's never something that's damaging. Yeah. Like 
you're a genuine person that, you know, we can talk about whatever. I mean, we could start calling each other names about something, which <laughs> it would never get to that level. Yeah, probably only it jokingly, <laughs> but you know, you, you're all, you, you're always a patient person, a kind person and willing to understand where people are coming from and say, Hey, you know, if you don't agree with me, we're just not going to freaking agree. And we're still going to be friends about it. That's something that you don't find in a lot of people. That's genuine friendship. Well, I appreciate it. It's, it's such I like I'm sitting here and I'm like, like the last one was Joshua Ferguson and he, they were, you and him are the first people not to just say my beard. And <laughs> like, I almost feel conceited for asking now because that was such a good answer. I am, I am humbled. Um, but no, you're right. Like when we disagree, like nine out of 10 times, it is just a matter of time before we find out where our communication was lacking and we find out we agree <laughs> or yeah, you persuade me. I persuade you one of the, one way or the other. I think it's just open discourse and the ability to have nuance because it's not worth speaking and arguing with people who can't utilize nuance. And that's what I appreciate yeah. about you among other things. But that's, that's what's needed is the ability to wade into the nuance, the ability yeah. to understand each other, to have empathy, and it's sorely lacking in most people. But you are, we started this podcast together, and it's been, what, four years later? And we're still recording yeah. together in some sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. thank you for coming on to talk about the darkest shit that's happening in our world. And uh, if you want to find Miss Kim Shang, it's easy. You can go to anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and type in Lesbertarian, spelled exactly like you think it would be. Then go to lesbertarian.com and catch up on all of her episodes. She just released one the other day about not talking to people who can't listen or are unable to, to hear you. Very apropos. Um, check out anything she does we are we are talking about having her back on to talk about stoicism and philosophy because that's outside of my realm my realm is more theology rather than philosophy yeah. and so at some point i'd love to have you on to talk about stoicism because that's really affecting you and i find that interesting yeah. um but yeah you know <laughs> yeah you know where to find her lesbertarian uh if you want to email her lesbertarian at gmail.com for me, same deal. I push this. If you have a podcast, if you have whatever, if you make videos, when you make your name up, when you go and you get handles and usernames, use the same one across the board. Make sure you're cross-platform, you're findable across all platforms by typing in the same thing. For me, that's this is MLGA. Type that into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Really, Twitter's the only place I'm going to interact because that's the most fun, and you'll find my trolling. You'll find <laughs> my most famous tweet so far was me saying that I talked someone out of voting for Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you can find me. And again, thank you for coming on, Kim. We need to do this more often where it's just you and me. Can yeah, we do that? We knew that. Awesome. Yeah. And with that... Dear listeners, stay sane as best you can. Damn it, this world we live in. 
chipper go burn. Yeah, it's not that hard. I would love to hit a pedophile driving in my car helicopter ride. Cause it's clear outside. Today we'll do some research. Can these pedophiles fly? Or will they splat upon the solid pavement? They're not human and they're not worth saving. Let's return to sanity. This shit is not okay. And I don't fucking know when all this shit became this way. There shouldn't be need for revolution. Fucking bullet, a cheap enough solution. They wanna take away that spark of life. That brief time in a lifetime, everything just seems alright. You're all corrupters, deserve the worst. And I will be disgusted till we purge you from the earth And watch you splat upon the solid pavement Cause you're not human and you are not worth saving Let's return to sanity, this shit is not okay And I don't fucking know when all this shit became this way There shouldn't be need for revolution One fucking bullet, a cheap enough solution